Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. Oh, it feels good to be back on season oh, two, doesn't hello. it? Hello. Welcome. Um, this episode, and to kick us off for Wobble uh, season two, we are chatting to beauty influencers, YouTubers, Instagram sensations, and friends, the Anna Edit, Anna Newton, and also Lily Pebbles. It was such a lovely recording, wasn't it? It was really, really fun. They're really good friends. They've known each other for years, so we really wanted to talk about friendship. And also talk about the fact that the jobs that they're doing today as bloggers and YouTubers were not what they planned to do from their degree at university and how their life has become something different from what they thought it was going to be and how they've dealt with that and how they're dealing with this growing success that really they hadn't planned for at all. And we wanted to talk about productivity and working for yourself and of course find out what makes them wobble. I'm so happy that you can be on Wobble. Thank you for having us. I'm very excited. Thank you You both seem us. very chilled out today. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the heat. We're like... <laughs> I've eaten a lot of food today. So I'm just doing a slow, casual walk everywhere. Yeah. Slowly burning it back off. Sarah's life, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. That's just... That is how I live. I'm, straight away, I'm like, oh, what have you had? <laughs> a burrito. Nice. Guacamole. And then a twist of rice lolly. Oh, um, so if somebody's listening and they're thinking, well, who the hell are Lily and Anna? Um, please introduce yourselves. You go first. Oh, no, I, I wanted Lily to go first so I could just say, yeah, what, what she said. Um, we are both bloggers who, well, are we bloggers anymore? Content, online content creators. There you go. We have YouTube channels, blogs, Instagram. We have our own podcast called At Home With, which you've just had Jules on, which is very exciting. And we both started this whole journey a really long time ago now. 2010. Whoa, eight years ago. Eight years ago, and we both have done it full time for about the last six years. And how did you start YouTubing? So we've got different, we've got different answers for this. Yeah, I started my blog first at uni. I was studying marketing, advertising and PR. And they were kind of encouraged us to start a blog and a Twitter page. And I already followed other international kind of style blogs. So I was quite into the idea anyway. Um, but everyone asked, you know, it wasn't part of the curriculum, you didn't have to do it, so everyone kind of quit the next day. And I was like, I'm actually quite into this idea of having a blog. Um, so mine kind of started there, and then YouTube came a couple of years later, because I was writing like 3,000 word blog posts on lipstick, and I was like, I need to just talk. This is really, <laughs> this is ridiculous. 
So then that started and it all kind of went from there. Yeah, see, I started at a similar time, so around, I think it was 2010. And I'd, I'd actually had a blog previously to this, which was called Lil Miss Makeup. Um, there <laughs> I was think only, you might have read that. Oh, there <laughs> was, was only... target audience. <laughs> there was only one blog post that ever went live on there and it was like a tour of my one makeup bag that was very small and contained every single item of makeup that I owned. I've always loved makeup. I always would beg my dad on a Saturday to take me to Claire's Accessories to buy blue eyeshadow... Same. I always yeah same yeah <laughs> did you have the head you know the head with the hair and you'd like put all yeah. the styling products in it so I was always into that and then when I was at uni I was procrastinating and not doing my degree and just found that online there was Pixie Boo making videos there was Tanya Burr making videos there was people who had amazing blogs and I just thought you know what I don't want to do my degree well I was doing my degree but I didn't want to revise so in all that spare time I just started a blog and then six months later I started a YouTube channel and I've been just quite consistent with it ever since and the psychology degree just happened and <laughs> did, did you both graduate yeah. yes yeah I graduated and then I went and did beauty PR for a couple of years and then eventually got myself into a part-time role where I could work on my blog I could still work um, beauty PR and then after my six-month probation, the guy said, you have to work full-time or not at all. It's not working as a part-time thing. And I just moved to London. I just met Lily. I was paying like a fortune for a tiny, shitty little flat. And I just thought, you know what? Let's go for it. I'm going to go for it. And that was six years ago now. Yeah. Uni was like my time to shine because I failed school. I was just the worst. I literally got a U in my one of my AS levels. Like, I, I think that means I spot my name wrong. Like, I don't know how you get a U. <laughs> I also got a U. So it's totally what fine. What subject did you get a U in? General studies. <laughs> Mine was a U Which in. I would probably still fail today. So yeah, I failed school, but I got, went to uni and I got a first, which was amazing. I don't know how that even happened. And because it was marketing, advertising, PR and... I was doing the blog and it all just tied in so well. So I kind of left and started working in marketing PR. Eventually, basically started doing it for myself because that's what it is really. Did you have any kind of issues with how you weren't doing what you were supposed to have been doing and what you'd said you were going to do and what you maybe had the student loan to do and what happened there? I'm just, I was nodding throughout all of that. Well, like, what were yes. you going to do with a psychology degree? I'm always interested in that. When I did my A-levels, I had a really good psychology teacher. She was lovely and she was really encouraging. And she was like, Anna is great at this subject. And, you know, it just seems a really good fit for you. And my dad has always done stuff in human resources and management. And so he was like, oh, yes, psychology is very interesting, very interesting. So I just thought, yeah, okay, like it's all, I'm just going to give that a go. I enjoy the subject. And I thought I would be like a relationship counsellor or I thought I'd work in HR or something and as I went through uni I thought maybe I want to be HR but in a company that I really love so maybe I'll be HR in MAC Cosmetics and so I always thought no one in my family is self-employed no one has their own business I hadn't really ever seen that model so I never knew that was a possibility so and all through my life I was a real boffin at school so all through my life it was very Anna's going to go to uni and she's, you know, going to get good grades. And then, I don't know, my, I have to say, everyone's been very supportive about it in my close circle. My parents are massively supportive. But there's definitely still family members who are more on the periphery, who maybe don't see the day-to-day, who are like, yeah, what the hell were you doing with that psychology degree? Like, you've got a student loan and now you do this. But I wouldn't have changed it. I would still, if I was to do it all over again, I still would have gone to uni. And probably still for that. Like, I enjoyed it at the time. It seemed like the right thing to do. There's not a degree you can do in blogging. Definitely. I, I got more out of uni than I expected. But I, even if I 
hadn't, I wouldn't regret it because you. That's where I learnt my like life skills. Yeah. What I learned at uni was more about, it was way more than just what the course was. It was about living with people and learning how to do your own washing and learning how to cook and getting drunk. And it's amazing. It is amazing. It is, especially the getting drunk bit. Mm. That was, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that that went on. And because it's interesting to talk about starting blogs and starting YouTubes now. Because things have changed so much. I mean, eight years ago to now is almost unrecognisable. And people might be listening to this thinking... I want to do what they do and I want to um, go self-employed and start my own business and I want to blog and do YouTube. And I mean, knowing how things are now, what, where's the best place to start? Because it must be so hard to make money out of blogging now. Yeah, display ads are not a thing anymore. Yeah. Back in the day, we had display ads and then the company who were providing them went bust. And so that just, boof, there you go, that's gone. And I guess now when we started, there wasn't Instagram. You could barely monetize on YouTube. I, I mean, it, it's a hard one because it's, it is a market. There is so many people doing a very, very similar thing. And so previously I would have been like, oh, it's a really tough one to break into. But then we've got, we've had friends who actually have maybe only started their blog in the last two or three years. And there are things that you can do to really like push through. And they're people um, like our friend Lizzie from Shop From The Street. I don't think she's had her blog for 10 years, for example. She's quite new and fresh and green, but she's producing content that is so different mm. and so creative and so new and focusing on really being a triple threat across all platforms. She has an amazing blog, amazing YouTube channel, amazing Instagram. So I think if you're consistent with it and you find the platforms that you really enjoy and you genuinely have a passion for, I think you can break through. I think also there's pros and cons. Like, yes, there's way more people now, but also people know what blogging and YouTube is and there's yeah. companies that manage you and advise you. And when we started, everyone was like, what's a blog? And it yeah. was, you know, for the first year I had like 10 people read my blog. Like mm. it was really hard then. So although yes, there were less people doing it. So there was less of us. I think now just because there's so many more people, I think anyone can start. If you've got a passion and you want to talk about something, then just give it a go. Like Anna said, we know friends have only been doing it for a couple of years. And they're really successful. It's really interesting what you both said about finding the thing you enjoy. So, because I think there's a lot of pressure. Like, for a long time, I love Instagram stories. I just can't get enough, to be honest. Um, but from that, a lot of people were like, oh, you should YouTube. But it just, I, every time I've done it, I just haven't enjoyed it. But I think there's a lot of, do you know what I mean? You can yeah. get caught up in that pressure. Oh, I should have a blog. I should have a YouTube. And actually, I think it is okay to pick one or two that you enjoy. Does yeah, that? definitely. Yeah. I've kind of recently wrote a blog post actually about how I don't blog as much these days. And I feel so guilty about it because my blog was my baby. That's the thing I started with. And I feel this like overwhelming pressure to blog five times a week but I also do YouTube and Instagram and, and I don't think you have to do it all like you said I think you can pick your favorites and YouTube and Instagram for me are my favorite platforms so there's no point just putting out bad content on my blog so I do it less now and I, it's become more of a hobby for me I don't do like sponsored stuff on my blog anymore it's just gone back to how it was originally and I'm happy with that but it's taken me like two years to come to terms with that <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I always message Anna like I haven't blogged for three months what am I doing with my life like it's a guilt <laughs> it's amazing and I think there's a lot of and I really wanted to talk to you both about this because um we're all self-employed I want to talk to you about productivity and about how but there is because there's so much guilt that comes with it you know especially when you can be 
blogging, YouTube, you can work 24 hours, you know, you could be always doing something. So how, how do you manage that guilt? I think it's changed so much over time. I used to force myself to like be at my desk from 8am to 6pm. And I felt like at the beginning when people didn't understand what we did, that was my way of proving to friends and family, like, this is a real job. Look, I'm at a desk, I'm doing this. And then I realized but actually I'm still having to like read comments on a video that goes up at 8pm and I'm still having to do this whatever on a weekend. So actually it's better if you're more flexible with your time and kind of it's difficult to give yourself that time back. Like if we do a job on the weekend, like what you really should do is like on the Monday, just have a day off. It's really hard when you love your job, you want to mm. work at it all the time. But I think being flexible is the key and like you can't force yourself to be at your desk from eight till six it doesn't work so you're really good at that Lily's really good at being flexible and just like going with the flow whereas I'm so much more of a routine person I don't think I've had a weekday off for eight years unless it's been like a holiday and that's one thing I've done differently is I went away in December for a whole month I just I went away on honeymoon we went to New Zealand I didn't post anything I didn't schedule anything I just took December off and it was glorious and I came back feeling so much more excited about everything and really rejuvenated and really passionate again. And so I think that's something that I want to do more is give myself, we, we don't get that traditional four weeks paid leave. We don't get that. But what we can do is, like Lily said, is be flexible with our time. Give ourselves two weeks off. The world is still going to turn. Your business is still going to be there when you come back. And just taking time away from your phone can be so healthy. I think um, something that I have learned from being working at home is when people don't know what you're doing, it's me accepting that they just don't know what I'm doing. And it's things like that people don't realise that you've got to do, like wash a kit and wash your towels that you've done a spray tan with or answer to comments on Instagram. And that actually takes loads of time and doing stories and creating, like making everything look nice. People think, oh, you do it every day so you're going to be really good at it. Well, no, it, it does take time. It, how much time would you say you spend on social media as part of your job? Oh my God, like... We downloaded an app recently called Moment. It's dangerous. Yeah, yours came out really well. It shows you how long you're on your phone for during a day. Yours came back at like four hours. No, right? yesterday I was on for 47 minutes. That's a great day. I went to see <gasps> Mamma Mia and it was fab. Like 47 minutes. I was barely on my phone so it was Sunday, fab. The day before was like seven and a half hours or yeah. something mine ridiculous. Was mine was like average five hours. Yeah. Average. But then it, it is, you're right. It, it, it's our job. Like part of it, I mean, I know there's part of it that's like scrolling through memes on Twitter and that's not my job. <laughs> but part of it is your job. You know, you're on Instagram stories and also you're consuming other people's content is quite jobby in yeah. a way for me. Like you're looking at what everyone else is doing and you're just having a look around and like, oh, that's really cool. I really like that. Like, oh, I should message her and say that I like that too and it's hard to define now isn't it what's work and what's just Lily being on Instagram like a normal person would but I don't think actually we'll ever get that again no. because even if you're on holiday and you're scrolling through Instagram you're seeing like oh Anna's just done a job with that brand like it's work it's instantly mm. work it's really tricky I don't actually. think you'll ever get that split back unless we stop blogging I don't think that you can ever separate those two yeah Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How um for speaking of the scrolling and it's something that Sarah and I spoke a lot about on um, Wobble Season 1. It's falling into that um, trap of comparison. And so recently we were both at different stages. We both got put in the mix for jobs separately as different things. And both of us, we, we both had this wobble. I definitely did where I was like, I know that my name has been on a board and somebody's gone, mm, he's not right because of this. And I didn't get the job. And I had to just accept that. And then and then there was, I, I had this moment where I went back onto Instagram and I, I saw different boys that might have got it and I fell into, I fell into the trap. How do you, because I know that that's the thing that's across the board of comparing, mm. how do you deal with that? I am so grateful that I have no idea what switch it is in my brain. For some reason, I don't really get that jealousy feeling if someone else does a job. And I, I'm trying to think about why that is. With us two, it's definitely just because we've got used to it. We've been best friends for so many years now that sometimes a job will come my way and I say, I'll say that's better suited to Anna. Like, I'd just prefer... Yeah. I'm happy one of us will get it. But in terms of someone else getting it, I often just think of it more as a reflection on the brand rather than person. Like, obviously, they've been offered a job. Why would they not take it? There's no reason... There's no point for me to be jealous for them. Sometimes I just think, oh, I think the brand has chosen the wrong person there. But if that's the case, then they'll realise that when they look at the analytics and they do a case study on that job afterwards. So I often just think of it as the brand's choice rather than the YouTuber who got that job. I just think, good for you. As long as one of us gets it, you know, it's good for the whole industry. I kind of agree with that, actually. I feel like when it comes to jobs, quite often I'll be like, fair game. I wasn't I wasn't right for that job anyway. I think 5% of things that I see, I might be like, oh, that would have been nice to to have had that but 95% of the time I'm like that was a better fit with a better audience with a girl that's like way more in line with your brand but then it maybe that's something that I've learned over the years like I can't think back to four years time what I felt then but maybe that is just a mechanism that I've sort of learned over time just to be like yeah it was good for you not for me fair enough something that does often upset me is when a brand if, if I've loved a brand for years and talked about them for years and then they work with someone who's never spoken about them and that's because they think oh but their audience don't know 
Because I think as a brand, it's nicer to work with the people who already love your brand. So sometimes I'm just like, oh, that's a bit crappy. That's, but... that's strategy. That's like, yeah. mar- that's just their marketing strategy. It's yeah. nothing. They haven't been like, Lily's been on a board and like crossed yeah. through. <laughs> it's just strategy. And everyone's, all brands are going to be different with that, I guess. Yeah. When you're fulfilled and happy with what you're doing, I think that comparison happens less and less. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that comparison can be so triggering is because it really highlights something that we're not satisfied with, that we're not doing. And I think that's, for me anyway, that's when jealousy really, when I'm having a good day, you can't touch me, babe. I I'm like, totally so happy agree. For you. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Also, I find saying it out loud helps. If yes. the rare times where, say, like Anna's really busy and has loads of jobs and I've got none going on, and that does happen sometimes with us. I won't just be like like behind her back because we share managers. I won't be like, Anna's really busy and I'm not. I'll say to her like, oh, you're so jealous, so jealous. You're so many jobs <laughs> yeah. on. I don't have any. And then we talk about it and then I feel better because she's like, oh, do you remember last week when you had loads and I didn't? I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 It's a circle. Awesome. Don't keep it in. That yeah. just makes it so much worse. Vocalise yeah. it. And once you say it out loud, you realise how silly it is yes. as well. Yeah. That's true for so many things, yeah. isn't it? So many things that trigger us and like wobble us. If you say them out loud, you're like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, Lily, um, remember that amazing job you got last week? She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah sorry about that. Oh, come on now. Yeah. And um, I want to talk about friendship, because obviously you've written the book, Lily. Yeah. Um, and obviously you are friends. We are friends. We're all friends. Love with friends. So much friendship so in the friends. room. And I wondered sort of how, how your friendships have grown as you get older, because I think that a lot of people will talk about this and um, that their friendship group gets smaller you have to work harder as a result and I just sort of yeah I I wanted to ask sort of what you'd discovered about friendship really and how it changes and how it can evolve I definitely spend my time more wisely like I don't have much free time so I'm gonna spend it on the friends that I think are worth it so if I meet someone new and I think oh they're great I want to get to know them better yeah I'll invest the time if I meet someone new and I don't get a good vibe then I won't I mean I don't Mm. I don't have like fake friendships there's no point just meeting up with someone because they want to meet up with you but you don't really like them none of that so I just spend more time with the people I really want to be friends with yeah I'm the same and I feel like you get to a point in life where people are all doing different things some of us are married some of us are homeowners one of my friends has just got broken up with and it's shit and now she's single again and I think the true best friends are those ones who you can all be in different places but you all still have that tight-knit feeling and you all build each other up you rally round and you're like great okay so I guess we're going on more nights out now <laughs> so you can see people and I've I've really enjoyed going through all those different stages with my friends and I just think things change but we all still like rally together and it's such a nice feeling and like Lily said it's just it's about spending more time but maybe with less people and it's people who you really enjoy the company of and who build you up and you build them up and it's a positive experience and you don't come away feeling like oh I'm so drained yeah you shouldn't feel drained by your friends like you should always feel like it's a positive experience and it can be quite practical like when you're at school and when you're at uni you're great because you're surrounded by everyone all the time I mean you're really good Jules you're really good you've got loads of friends you see a lot of different people how how do you manage it I think for me I mean I tear my friends and it's a really weird thing to say but my my best friend in the world Lucy said this to me she was like yeah but is it top tier and you put your hands out and you count them on you can only have 10 that's it and so I've got my top tier and I know who those people are. And then we come down the tier and down the tier. And that, that is just dead truth. 
for me, it's hard. I meet so many people constantly, but I'm like you, Lily, when if I meet somebody and I really like them, like I did with you, Sarah, when I met you, I was like, we have to hang out. I need yeah. you in my life. And somebody gets bumped off the tier and somebody else gets <laughs> in. <Yeah. laughs> but I uh, recently have, I'm in the process of deleting a friend. And it's something that I'm, I'm not ashamed to talk about because I believe that if somebody, if you've just had that time, you've had that time, you're ready to just have a break. Have you had to delete friends through your success? Oh, a lot of my friends I've known since I was really young. It's quite rare, but I'm very lucky. So I feel like it's quite different to most people. I feel like that's more likely to happen with like a more recent friend. We never say we're successful or anything like that, would we? But I guess when you making new friends in the blogger world was quite tricky and figuring out who really wants to be your friend and who wants to like have a selfie with you so you can like share your audience on Instagram and things like that. That got a bit like tricky for a while. I Blogger like. world is tr- is tricky with the friendship thing. This is why we've got each other. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we've also got a group of girls who we really like and really get on with. And it's so nice to have that community spirit and that colleague feeling in a self-employed world. Yeah. But Lily's right. It's taken years of working out who is who's the true friend who you would talk about life stuff with. Yeah. Not just like, oh, did you get that job with blah, blah, blah? Are you going on that trip? Like, there's actually people who you meet up with and you're like, are you okay? Like, is your mum all right? You know what I mean? You have yeah. actual proper chats with instead of just like that work. I'm level. like good at delete, not deleting friends, but like, I feel like if you just don't make an effort, most people don't make effort. So unless you do, it fizzles out anyway. So I'm really good at making an effort if I want to. Basically. I haven't had to delete any friends. My friends from home are a similar thing. To Lily, I've known them for years, and they do get—they don't give two shits about what I do. <laughs> they do not care. Like we will sit there in a group, and they'll be like, "Oh God, my manager's this and manager's that." Oh, the other one will be like, "Oh, I'm taking work home," and I'll just sit there and take it all in, and no one really asks about what I do because they think they've seen it all on Instagram. And I'm really okay with that, despite what I do. I don't like talking about myself. I'm quite happy to take a back seat in those situations and be like the class clown. And so I just let every it all kind of wash over me and they they honestly don't care they'll have their odd free mascara and they're happy with that and that's all yeah that's it and I really appreciate that I've got people who don't they're like oh what did you do this week oh can you get me a blog mention or can you do like no I don't want to do any of that they just let me be and I really appreciate that that's so nice I think with Isle of Paradise launching my friends have like seen this like cha- like change in how not I am but the, my life is and the situations are and I'm traveling constantly and very busy some of my <laughs> friends would get I don't know annoyed and then others find it really weird if somebody comes up in a bar and it's like I love Isle of Paradise or I love Wobble or which I you know it's, I love meeting people but they are just like lol what is this <laughs> what tips do you have for staying in touch with people when you're traveling because you girls do travel you're busy yeah I think it's just about like letting people know where you are don't just like wait for them be like oh they didn't ask me how my trip was because they can't keep up with your diary so often if I'm on the flight on a plane I'll say I'm just taking off I'm going to this place I'll be back on Tuesday do you want to meet up Wednesday night and I can tell you all about it like make the effort and tell them what what you're up to I always think it's good to have a next thing in the diary so you're you're meeting for drinks or whatever and you're like okay when can we meet next and you get it in the diary there and then so you're not saying like bye and then you won't see them for a month it's like bye see you in two weeks time yeah fab 
you're really good at phone calls. I'm not. That's I don't. For terrible. some reason, I don't phone people. And then you know when it builds up and builds up. I was like, I've got so much news. Like I'm going to need a good hour or two for this phone call. And sometimes, I mean, voice notes are great for it, aren't yeah. they? For just little sort of check-ins. But it is an effort. You do have to. You're right. You do have to make the effort, and you do have to find the time. You're the only person I speak on the phone with. I know that. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I Lily hates talking, talking on the phone. phone. Oh, really? I get really like nervous. I feel like I have to be like, so I've got to go for dinner, even though it's like lunchtime. Like, I just panic. <laughs> you're, you're probably the only person that I just like call. Because I feel like these days you have to like book it in with yeah. people. I've got a friend who's got a commute home and she drives. And so I'm like, what, who, who are you calling today at 5.30? And she'd be like, oh, do you want to be in the slot? Yeah, I'd like to be in the slot. Give me a call. So I've got a friend who I kind of book it in with. Other friends, I don't know if I would just, I know what you mean. I, I'd feel like I'd need to prepare. Are you free in 10 minutes? Just yeah. Call, yeah, for a call. But with Lily, I just call. I'm like, yeah. oh, or I just text her, I'm calling you now. And then I'll just call it her straight away. I'm like, oh, did you see this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes when I, if I call people, they'd be like, is everything all right? You're all right. <laughs> when Quite... I got engaged, I phoned all my friends and they all picked up and they're like, oh my God, what's happened? Are you engaged? I'm like, don't you ruin yeah. the Because <laughs> yeah. I never phoned anyone. <laughs> so annoying. So, it is so funny. True. But a good phone call. One of my um, one of my bridesmaids. I haven't seen her since January, so it's been. She's in Leeds, and I saw her brother the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I never call her." And he said, "Oh, I love calling her. I love speaking to her." I was like, "Yeah, why don't I call her?" Why don't just, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? You really, that we have to book it, book it in. in. But well, you do. I you love do. writing notes before a phone call. I often do this with Anna. Oh, do you? Yeah, like got oh. lots to chat about. Like if you've been on holiday. Oh right, okay, I like oh. keep notes. And then when we chat, I'm like, right, I've got lots to talk about. Oh, we do, we do keep notes. Yeah, when I went away for a month, we kept notes. And she, she when I came back, she updated me on everything. Oh, that's the worst when you hang up and you're like, oh, I forgot to tell her about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start making notes. Because it is, you get caught up in chat and you're like, oh, you know, the reason that I was calling yeah. in the first place is just gone. Um, we do always ask everyone who comes on Wobble, what is the one thing that makes you wobble? When you wobble, what is it? I'm really intrigued to know your answer. I don't know if I have, like, I've got so many things. Some are really deep and dark and some are really, like, shallow. I don't know, like, at the moment, like, online confrontation (laughs) really (laughs) makes me wobble. Like, when you just put out, like, a harmless tweet and then someone's like, oh, my God, you're killing children. I'm like, oh, my God, am I? I didn't realise. I said something wrong. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, do do I delete it? Do I delete it? I don't know. (laughs) Online confrontation makes me slightly wobbly we have a thing where if I feel like Lily's overstepped the mark I immediately tell her to delete (laughs) any tweets but you're not you're not that bad online I can't imagine how hard it would be you tweet something that's your opinion. Could it's so easy to touch a nerve. Like, sometimes it's like when you. Sometimes I tweet things and I'm like, mm, this could go one way or the other. And <laughs> sometimes it's like, what did I say? Like I got an email at 10:30 p.m. on Saturday night that was about how long was that email? Like long. Oh, it was Probably long. A thousand words. Yeah. About how some how disappointed someone was in me because something I put on Instagram. Tend to be on a Saturday night. I don't know why I even checked my emails. That's probably my fault. But, <laughs> but even yeah. so, and how how do you deal with that, really? I think it's case on. by case. Yes. It depends what it is. Some people, it doesn't matter what you say, they're going to hate you and not like what you've done. So there's no point in like, engaging in it. But yeah. my like biggest, not my biggest fear, but like in terms of like online conversations, I'm like misunderstood. Sometimes you'll say something in a video and they'll, it'll be taken out of context and you're like, oh no, that's not what I meant. But it's not, videos aren't scripted. So you're just chatting and sometimes you'll say things and you're like, oh, that sounded like 
you know, I never forget back in the day, like one of my early, early ones, I was like really pissed off that Urban Outfitters <laughs> delivery man like wouldn't bring my chest of drawers upstairs. He just Fair. left them out in the road. And I was like, I was home alone. I was like, what am I meant to do? And I like put it somewhere on a vlog and people were pissed. They were like, poor guy. It's like I was evil. And I was like, oh God, yeah. Just... You're quite good though. Cause you kind of will screen grab whatever it is and send it round and be like, what the fuck? And everyone will go, what? Whoa! And friends, not yeah, to, to friends, and I and I think that's your way of dealing with it. Yeah. Is kind of to share and be like, what the hell has happened? Whereas I think I'm, I deal with it in the complete opposite way and really like internalize it and see it. And I'm like, oh no, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. And I actually think your way of dealing with it is much healthier because you just put it out there and everyone goes, that's so dumb. And yeah. then it, you sweep it under the rug. But we were talking about this earlier and how like Instagram DM has changed everything in terms of getting yeah. hate. Because if you get hate on a video, often we call them the white knights. They'll come in and defend you, all the nice viewers. Everywhere else is public. And it's a bit like embarrassing that everyone could see it, but it's also like you feel like you're all going through it together. It's getting hate in Instagram DM feels so private and intimate and only you could see it and you're like, God, it's so hard to deal with it. You don't know what to do. And you're like, I don't want to reply because then they're going to be like in my inbox. You just, have, you, you just have to let it go. And that's definitely something that we've learned to deal with over the years. I think we've, we've, got, our, we've got our processes. Yeah. Group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is public speaking. That's I ridiculous. Hate, no, you don't understand. Public speaking is like, I, oh my God, it makes me feel like I'm about to poo myself. Like, it's just so horrible. It really like... And you're wearing white. I'm wearing white as well. <laughs> terrible, and terrible you thing. you literally do it as a job. But I don't. I do it in like a small group situation. Yeah. That time where we did, me and Lily did a chat in Man, was Manchester in front of like 500 people. And I was just, do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah she just remembered. That was just the scariest thing to me and I don't I don't ever you know people say like oh but you feel so good when you've done it no I never feel good when I've done it I always feel like I could have done better I always feel like oh I fluffed up and it, it wasn't great how many and YouTube videos do you do a week I do what I do one a week so I've made about 500 YouTube videos but it's just it's a completely different thing me in a room with a camera is a completely different thing to standing on stage in front of 500 people I've got to do a speech at my best friend's wedding in August I'm terrified. That would scare the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's different. Rehearse it. That's my tips. Yeah. It's been absolutely delicious. It's oh. been so gorgeous oh, to have yes. you. If people want to find you, if they want to come and be on the podcast, where can they go? At, at, at the Anna Edit, and Lily is at Lily Pebbles, and the podcast is called At Home With. Divine. Lots of apps. Yeah. Lots at, of apps. Oh, at, my at, word. At. Girls, I've absolutely loved it. It was so lovely. Thank you for being on Thanks Wobble. Thanks for having, for having us. us. It was so fun. So much fun. <laughs> I loved chatting with the girls. I yeah. found their productivity um, chat incredibly inspiring because sometimes when you're you know, working on your own or even if you're doing a project on your own or maybe you're getting a proposal together to apply for a new job on your own, it's sometimes hard to get round to doing it. But actually the girls just had amazing drive with them and they're also, they, I mean, they have to be driven, don't they? Yeah, and, and, it's, and it is really hard, especially when you're working on your own. I mean, that's why we've always enjoyed doing podcasts together and you can tell that they really really enjoy working yeah. together on a lot of things so sometimes it is about finding somebody to collaborate with because I can honestly say if our podcast was solo podcast that we're doing on our own I can honestly say mine I would not still be doing a podcast now no I don't know if I would but I think there's something nice and that's what we could see with them about you know you've got each other you've got your I don't know your wingman yeah as it totally. were. and just enjoy it like that's so much I think there's so much pressure to have a blog to have a YouTube to be doing something but if 
if you're not enjoying it, I mean, just don't bother. I loved as well when we spoke about jobs and how you feel about comparing yourself. And actually what Lily said, I think was a really good point of going, oh, I wish I got that job. And be really open and vocal about yes. it. And then actually you realize that it's completely ridiculous and you have something amazing as well and you need your friends to tell you that. I, like, I actually learned that. I'm actually gonna take that on and yeah. say to my friends, oh, I'm really feeling like I should have had this. Yes. And then people can tell me how ridiculous I am, which, you know, yeah. I am ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's helpful. And I think what they, what I've taken from this episode of Wobble is that friends are such an important circle in your life. Your friends really are there to, like, put you on the right track, as it were. Absolutely. Um, we absolutely, we love you for listening to Wobble. Please go and like and subscribe and leave us a little review. It's really, really helpful helpful for us when you do that so thank you and also if you know anyone that might be having a wobble at the moment please tell a friend about it we had lots of people from season one who were saying that wobble had really helped them through um, issues and that's what this podcast is here for it's here to help you and show you that we all wobble yes thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time for another episode of wobble Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.